Ladies and gentlemen, hailing from Long Island, New York, the best wrestling podcast in the world, Joseph Crush, Nikki Noodles, Bad News Canali, and Nick Jersey, the Wrestling Journal Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, episode 2525 of the Wrestling Journal podcast brought to you by WrestleBuzz at WrestleBuzz on Instagram at WrestleBuzz with three Z's on Twitter. It is I, Joseph Crush, minus one this week. He bailed on us. No Nicky Noodles. NJ3, what's going on, buddy? Good morning. Uh, it feels a little quieter in the room today, yeah. in the virtual room today. Virtual room, yeah. A little less dense here. Um, I'd say so. A little uh, not as heavy. You know, I agree. Bad News Canal, what's going on, man? Afternoon, boys. What's going on? Yeah, afternoon this week. A little later start for us. It's good, though. We need to get a little rest, get a little time in with the wives. You know how it is. Yeah. But, uh, happy wife, happy life, you know? Ain't that the truth. But I'll tell you, though, yeah. boys, I didn't know it was going to be this much work. I'll tell you. If I knew, maybe I would have slowed down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <for real>. So <laughs> to all you guys out there, don't rush to put a ring on it. Yeah. I'm one step ahead of you. I'm almost at that next level. And uh, I'm... You know, it's coming on quick. It's uh, yeah. Prepare yourselves, man. Yep. It's a fun ride, though. Life goes quick. Yeah. Enjoy the ride. <laughs> exactly. Love advice from the Wrestling Journal podcast. Uh, guys, uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, you know, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, uh, Apple Podcasts. Like I say every week, we appreciate any uh, rating and review. Um, in honor, I tell you. Really quick, really, um, one of my uh, one of my buddies was like, he can't believe that he was able to ask Alexa to play the latest episode of the Wrestling Journal podcast. Yeah, you could and it. and it just like that, you don't even need to search. You don't got to do it. He literally just did that. He said it was the perfect thing. It's, so it's nice and easy if you're home mm-hmm. and you wanna wanna hear uh, fine young gentlemen speak about wrestling through your uh, through your Alexa device. Just ask her. Play yeah, three guys and a baby. Yep, three guys and a baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, in honor of the 25th episode here we are doing another giveaway um, we are proud to do that for you guys and this time you have two chances uh, one is posted on our Instagram at WrestleBuzz and our Twitter at WrestleBuzz with three Z's so go follow those accounts follow the instructions you'll see the post there and uh, get a chance to win either a shirt from WWE shop or ProWrestlingTees.com so do that uh, help us out, help us grow, and we will give back to you guys. So uh, thanks for everything you guys have done for us. So far. can I enter? Can I get the shirt? Um, I don't think so. No, it's not. okay. All right, I just wanted to just check. Rules. Okay, we got rules. rules. You can, okay, you can enter, and and uh, you may not get put in the uh, the drawing. The raffle. All right. Raffle. Yeah. All right. I just wanted to double check. Um, do you love fantasy sports and professional wrestling? Of course you do. So join Paper Champion. It's free to play, win real prizes, gifts, trophies, and more. Signups for Season 5 are currently underway. Do you have what it takes to be the next Paper Champion? If so, contact us at kfabecup at gmail.com. Once again, that is kfabecup at gmail.com. Paper Champion. Fantasy Wrestling Done Right. What happened over the weekend uh nxt takeover came came and went uh we were blessed with uh the new capital wrestling center as well um nj3 overall thoughts of uh nxt takeover 31 the new capital wrestling center and uh just thoughts on that i mean i thought the i thought the capital wrestling center looked great right um you know, I was watching week in, week out. And I'm always thinking like, all right, so they have the they have the NXT talent still trying to enhance the shows, right? And it looked good. It felt good. But I tell you, man, I'm not just saying it, but like, you know, once NBA debuted the virtual fans and, and things like that, and then once we once we did it our way in the Thunderdome, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if they can do like almost like a little bit of a mixture, right? Still have like that natural crowd interaction, but just to be able to kind of get, make the make the shows feel a little bit bigger, right? Yeah. And Literally, I, I prayed for it. I asked the wrestling gods. I said, please, you know, ultimate warrior, 
um, give me this. And that's what we got. And I thought it looked good. Um, I love I love that it's like it feels like a bigger show, right? Because NXT TakeOver, ever since they debuted in Brooklyn and forward, it just it, it just felt so big. And I felt like even though they did the best they could without the crowds, it didn't it didn't feel like those takeovers. So that fact that now we have talent plus the fans and they did it a little bit different than the Thunderdome. So it doesn't feel like it's specifically the Thunderdome. They have like a straight yeah. rectangle across. Mm-hmm. They still have yeah. the fans. They have the fence. They have like the interactions, the banging on the boards. It felt cool. Like it felt like, okay, this feels big again. Yeah. Um. So I love everything they did with that. The show itself I thought was great. You know, it, and I was talking to you guys in the group chat. They put on a hell of a show. It just still, it just, I feel like it's hard to still compare it to those shows with all the crowd. Like the crowd, that NXT crowd, man, they make those shows. Um, wrestling alone, though, I, I enjoyed the show. I thought it was perfect, and I loved everything it gave us. It gave us great returns, great moments, big spots. I mean, how, how can you ask for more, man? NXT just delivered. I thought it was a great show. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, TakeOver itself was fantastic. Uh, the Kyle O'Reilly Finn Balor match was, I mean, exceeded expectations. And uh, the Capital Wrestling Center, I think, is perfect how they set up. Like you said, I think they didn't go too crazy to make it like uh, main roster WWE big. They made it NXT big for what they were given uh, at this point. So I think whoever was behind that had a good vision. They kept a little more underground feeling too. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually happy they got out of the, I was kind of over the view of the entrance ramp, like straight on. I kind of, I missed like having it to the side. Like, I don't know why it's the little thing that I've always liked growing up. Like I never actually liked like looking straight at the entrance, but I liked how they finagled that in there as well. Um, just little things that, that kind of made me happy, but, uh, little things. Yeah. Little things. Uh, bad news. What are your thoughts on, uh, NXT TakeOver, Capital Wrestling Center, and everything going forward. Uh, the, the event itself was awesome. All the matches were a lot of fun. I mean, my favorite match, even though I didn't get, you know, that much love, was the Kushida Velveteen Dream match because I loved oh, at the end how Kushida freaking basically destroyed him. Like, yeah, I'm tap out another, what, two or three times. And I think they said he broke his arm or whatever. No, I thought that match was awesome. And the main event, you know, Baylor and O'Reilly was awesome. Like, we couldn't expect anything less from those two guys. Yeah. You know, it was an awesome match. And I really like that. The capital, what was, what's it? Wrestling center. It's called now. Wrestling center, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I just love the whole, like, I love the whole entrance and I love the whole like tiny trons, like the one, it's like the whole backdrop there. It's like yeah. crazy how they did it with everything. And I said, just imagine when Karrion Cross comes back, how awesome his entrance is going to look on that thing. You know, Fantastic. it's not just going to be one screen. It's going to be like the whole thing yeah. and then all around. It's going to be awesome. But Dolly no, did a very good job with that. And it was cool to see, like, some actual, like, real fans in the stands, you know, even though it was, like, I think here and there. But, no, it was very cool to see that. And, obviously, the fans on the, I guess, the video screens, too, and everything. But, no, good job. Good pay-per-view overall. I mean, expect that from NXT, as always. But, no, good job this weekend. Yeah, it was cool. And then we also got the uh, the notification that we're getting the return of Halloween Havoc, which is very Yes. Yeah. Hosted. Like- by Shotzi Blackheart. Our girl, Shotzi Blackheart. Perfect, perfect host. Perfect host. Um, <clears throat> it looks like it's going to be on a Wednesday, so it's not going to be like yeah. an actual pay per view, which I'm okay with. I think that's good to throw that here and there, and it like, doesn't have to be a pay per view every time, especially because we had one this just this, last week. So, um, yeah, I'm excited for that. Uh, a lot of people are requesting that they bring back the blow up pumpkin and like make sure everything <laughs> is nostalgic. I think from what we saw from In Your House, um, the way they set that up. I have I have like the utmost faith in Triple H and whoever decides that that we will get the nostalgia that we are looking mm-hmm. for in the the set there. Um, going into Monday Night Raw, uh, two big things I wanted to talk about. Uh, it's actually it feels good not going to Nikki Noodle sometimes talking about shit. Yeah. I know. Does it feel like negative? I don't feel like just like oh, like you know what I mean. Like when I see him, I just get oh, my stomach turns over. It just it's a lot. I throw up in my mouth. It's like really. It's just oh my eye. god! I you know who let him on this show? I don't know. I'm not. I mean, listen. I know it was Charity that we decided to do it. I know his mom sent him into Make a Wish to join a podcast. So <laughs> you know, I, I get why we did it because we are good humanitarians, but. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to get a break. I still haven't got my paycheck from Make a Wish. That's really a on that. Um, I don't know if we are ever going to get a paycheck from Make a Wish, yeah. but we'll try. I don't think I think it's still a volunteer. Uh, I mean, twenty-four episodes of the guy. Jeez. <laughs> Sorry, noodles. We love you. Uh, big things that came out of Raw here: 
uh, let's talk about Orton and Drew first. Uh, confirmed for Hell in a Cell. Knew that was coming. And there was uh, the six-man tag. It was uh, Drew. Um, Street Profits. Profits versus mm-hmm. Randy Ziegler and Bobby Roode. Mm-hmm. And first off, not I don't want Bobby Roode and Dolph together. again. nothing against the two, yeah. but I just don't want that. That's not the route I want Bobby Roode going. Um, hopefully just short term. And maybe he'll get drafted elsewhere separated from him. But whatever. We'll get to that later. Uh, Randy pins Drew in the six-man tag off an RKO. Is this uh, – are we are we going to be able – I don't want to go to predictions, but, like, could Orton win at Hell in a Cell, Jers? Are we – I think I think they always have to tease that to be the case, right? I think that's the reason why he had to get one over because with Drew constantly beating Randy in the ring for the one, two, three – it comes a point where it's like you don't it's not believable that he even has a chance. Now the fact that he actually legitimately pinned him versus from an RKO in the middle of the ring gives you that believability factor, and that's what they're trying to go for. Now you know how it goes. Before pay-per-view, whoever has an upper hand on the last show is usually the one to lose on the pay-per-view, right? Yeah. We've seen this, we've seen this tale told. Yeah. Um I think it was important for Randy, even though it's you can't bury him per se, but he also needs to look a little bit strong and more believable because he keeps losing, he you know? So yeah. beats up the legends. He pins, yeah. he bends drew. Now he's got momentum back again. Yep. Now it's like, wait a second. Well, Drew's had the belt for a little bit. Can Randy win the belt? You know, that's, it's an interesting point. Um, and now, now when you lead up these matches going to hell in the cell, now we have drew versus Randy. We'll get into the draft uh, that happened last night on SmackDown, but if it, is it almost like a guarantee that Randy's sticking around on Raw? Did he? Oh, he got drafted there last night, right? Is that? Do we confirm that, or is that something I saw? To be, uh, no, he didn't. Uh, he didn't get drafted. Yeah, I don't think he did yet. Huh? So, is that like, does that kind of ruin what the possibilities are for like potential matchups, like in future pay per views? Are they? St- it could. Yeah, I don't know. It could. I mean, if you draft someone to SmackDown, I mean, they said if you're a champion and you go from one brand to the other, you bring the championship with you, right? Yeah. So they've already put that out there. Yeah. Um, and without, and once we get to the later part of the show, we'll talk about the draft. Um, so in reality, yes, they they have the two champions on separate brands. But yeah. if Randy wins and gets drafted, he could. Yeah. You know, but but at least Helen Cell is not this weekend. No. Yeah. So. We'll and the draft will be over on Monday, yeah. and then it'll be the free agency period. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um, Tom, just uh, quick thoughts on the whole Randy Drew situation. I, I don't, I know we're trying to get away from the roundtable thing with the topics, but uh, without noodles here, we got a little less, a little less uh, mouth hot air. Yeah. Hot oh, air. <laughs> no, like you said, you know, he had it. He had to definitely pin him, and I think it was better in like a six ta- a six man tag match, not just one on one type thing. Like when I saw Montez Ford, like. You hit him with a splash. I'm like, is, is Montez going to pin Randy Orton here? I'm like, this can't happen. I really thought for a second it would, but now I'm like, this can't happen. Sure enough, it didn't. But no, I think like it definitely helps Randy out. Like you said, he he lost to him in SummerSlam. He lost to him at Clash of Champions. So, you know, give him a couple of big wins here and there with like these gimmick matches type thing. And, you know, going to Hell in a Cell, you know, we'll see what happens. But no, it's, you know, it has to happen. You can't have Randy Orton keep losing, losing, losing to him. So, no, I think, yeah, it makes sense. Let him get the rubs and like in multi man matches, not obviously not in a singles match. Cause I really do think Drew is the guy. I don't think he's going to, I don't see him losing to Randy. Nothing against Randy. And I, I wouldn't be upset if it did happen, but I really can't imagine the end result being Randy coming out as champion. That's just my pure opinion. I don't know. Um, I think they need to ride with Drew for a long time. Absolutely, yeah. Um, the the I think arguably the bigger thing that happened in our row is we got a reveal that may shock some, maybe not others. Ali seems to be either the leader or some sort of voice for the for retribution uh, that came out on Monday, and he he had the hacker thing going. Um, I don't know if that if they're going to tie anything or if that's the kind of route they were going with that that. Uh, gimmick for the beginning i know they said I, it didn't actually come out that he was the hacker but that was the the big rumor there um tom just are you okay i i think i respect the the fact that they're giving ali this type of role i think he he needs something like this to further his character or maybe build a little more for himself um are you cool with ali being the potential leader of retribution 
Yeah, no, I mean, I thought it was cool. Like, I remember I text you guys, I go, oh, wow, something very cool just happened with Retribution. Yeah. You know, maybe this is their way of, like, sort of redeeming them after, you know, that horrible debut they had. I mean, the, you know, they still wearing the masks, obviously, and all that. But, no, I mean, I thought the way they did it was very cool. Like, he was buying um, MVP, and then they came out, and he's like, MVP's like, you want to join us? You know, help us against these, like, outsider type thing. And then he goes out of the ring and basically tells him, hey, Go destroy them type of thing. I thought I thought that was very well done and everything. Yeah. So now, very cool, very cool job. And three, uh, just quick thoughts on uh, Ali being a potential leader of uh, Retribution. I I like it personally. Um, you know, it's hard when you have a stable of guys that kind of are quote unquote power ranked equally, right? You know, Shane Thorne, Dio Madden, and Dominic Dajakovic. I mean, sure, you can you can probably guess who the leader of the three of them would be, but like. None of them have really kind of given that have real had main roster rub. I know Shane Thorne tagged for a little while during the pandemic roars, you know, well, they're all still pandemic roars, but the very early pandemic roars. But I think attaching someone like Ali makes it feel a little bit more important, right? Um, he, he is someone that kind of fits in that retribution mold. Someone who was, you know, looked past based on his looks, based on his, his nationality, his origin, all that kind of thing like that. And he's actually a good wrestler. He's legitimately a good wrestler. Um, and if it wasn't for him getting hurt, you know, Kofi wasn't going to get that Kofi run. He was going to get that run, to be very honest. So, you know, the guys in the, you know, the backstage writers have faith in him. Yeah. Um, I think it's good. I, I do like it. If they can tie the hacker thing with him a little bit more, that'd be really nice to kind of pay that Easter egg. Yeah. I don't think they're going to do it because they're not that clever. No. But I really, I do like it. I'm, I'm for it. I think it helps. Now you br- interesting point you brought up how he got he was supposed to have or potentially have that run that Kofi did. I'm not sure. I think the Kofi run was kind of on a whim where he just because how how much backing he had from the uh, the crowd they kind of ran with it. But um, I think, well he got the spot when he got hurt. Yeah, no, I know that. No, I understand. So yeah, you're, you're, I'm honestly more than probably right, but I just think the the way it happened was just coincidental. Um, but with Ali, I think that could be his reasoning why he started this group. Like, That'd be cool, yeah. He got yeah. shit on, and he was supposed to get that run that Kofi got, and he got hurt, and they just forgot about him. Mm. Um, I saw a Twitter feed online that actually Dajakovic wrote to this guy, inboxed him, and thanked him for, like, understanding what the fuck is going on. He like it was just a fan that like had a huge Twitter feed, like a a a feed, like a constant like comments on each reason why every person in retribution wants retribution. So if you think about it, I I don't remember exactly what he said for each person, but kind of like a rough idea. Ali had that going for him. Uh, Dajakovic just got his ass beat in fucking NXT, and then his best friend that was supposed to be there for him up and left him and went to the main roster. Dio Madden got fucking tossed around by Brock Lesnar yeah. and just yeah. forgot about it and off the commentary crew. Uh, Shane Thorne, this one was kind of weak, but it still kind of makes sense. He comes up on the main roster with that guy. I forget his name. Was the tag team. Got offered help from MVP, and then he just gets forget, forgot about. Mm-hmm. And then uh, something with me, and how she just ne- never got respect she like was due on NXT. So I guess like if you if you – if they if the booking follows along that storyline, then I will be a hundred percent on board with the reason why Retribution is doing what they're doing. Just hopefully, eventually they drop the uh, the fucking the Mad Max stuff. I just like yeah, yeah. it's a little yeah. off for me, but I like Ali joining them, and it looks like he will be the leader of some sort. It'd be great if, like, they eventually come out with, like, a higher power of some sort like they did with the <laughs> ministry back in the day. Like, maybe not to the extent of a Vince McMahon or a Triple H or something like that, but someone bigger and, like, I don't know. That guy, what's his name? Malcolm Bivens or whatever his name Malcolm, is? Malcolm, yeah. I know you're a Malcolm Bivens kind yeah, of guy. Huge Malcolm Bivens. I love that guy. You guy's great. It's the eyes. It's yeah. the eyes. Uh, so, and he could talk, too, so that'd be cool. Like, an yes. yeah. um, we'll see what happens. I'm excited for Ali. He deserves more than this. Because he's a fucking phenomenal worker, so. Uh, well, I think I think it's like this, right, Joey and, and Tom? You you want this to get over? You need to invest the time to get it over, right? This fan came out and and put together a pretty good backing of why they're doing what they're doing. So instead of just having it just be this beat down crew every single week, give them some actual story, give them some purpose and some narrative, yeah. and make us want to care about it, right? That's 
at the end of the day is, is stuff that majority of wrestling fans want to see is we want to care about something, not because you're telling us to, we want to gravitate towards it because it's a natural way to gravitate towards it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's hard. And that's why the Roman got so, he, you know, he got pushed down because you wanted us to want to like Roman, not, yeah. you didn't allow us to do it on our own organically. Let this be something organic, stick with it week in and week out. You're not going to always get the best ratings and the best viewership because of just life, but don't forget what this group stands for. And I think that you'll get it over with that mentality. Now I didn't, and I'm staying on retribution, but kind of move towards the draft just a tad. Um, I don't know if they were on the list, but would retribution be ones to get drafted? I mean, technically they are signed. Yeah, yeah. And there was a draft pool for Friday Night SmackDown. Were they so in the draft pool for Monday? They were not. So, I didn't yeah, see them in the Friday Night Draft them, pool. Yeah. But who knows what Monday will bring? Yeah. But I think with the three-hour show, as you know, they get an extra pick. Of course, Raw get an extra pick to yeah. screw it up again. Um, you know, they'll probably end up staying on raw. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm happy for Ali. I'm happy. I, I'm a little more invested in this, in the, the retribution deal now. So we'll see what happens going forward. Um, no raw on the ground, by the way, has, has yeah, anyone, guys. has anyone yeah. noticed this? I just want to make sure to drop that really quick. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I don't know, maybe it's a COVID thing or I don't know what's going on. It's weird. Again, you know, when you roll something out and you got to try to stick with it like anything. You think it's done? I don't know if it's done, but I mean, two weeks in a row is not a good thing. Yeah. It's, yeah. Weird, uh, it's easy to forget when it's not in front of you. Yeah, it is very easy. to forget. <laughs> Clearly. Um, Jersey, let's hit us, uh, hit us with this AEW NXT stuff. Uh, <laughs> let's go. Well, listen, AEW, we're going to start there because it's the 30th anniversary of Chris Jericho. And, Joey, if I can ask you when you edit this episode, give us a little tip. Give us, like, a little little play of Judas. So yeah, I'm going to pause for a second. Just give us a little bit of Judas because let the fans sing along with the greatness of that song. And I will I just hey, listen. I want to be Love so you can do the drop in nice. Love me some Judas. Um, 30th anniversary, paying respect to Chris Jericho. I thought it was really cool that they had, you know, people, former wrestlers, people in the music industry, and and celebrities just kind of pay their respect to Chris Jericho. 30 years, it's a big deal, right? Um, I know I didn't ask you guys this, but I know you've watched Chris Jericho his whole career. Um, Tom, what is your what is your most memorable Chris Jericho moment? I, if I had to guess, I probably know what it is, but why don't you tell everyone um, one that comes to mind? I know it's millions, but what's yeah. one that you want to share? I mean, recently, I mean, last year, you know, a little bit of the bubbly. You know, I love that. That was, you know, I just came out of nowhere. It was awesome. But I got to say, my favorite thing of all time with him was his last run in WWE with the whole list thing. Absolutely yeah. loved it. I knew you would say it. Absolutely loved it. It was so good. I mean, just what he did with that. And he just started off as a joke from what I heard. People just say, and he's like, all right, let me go with this. And just, I mean, people were looking forward to it every, every Monday when he was on, like, Oh, is he going to like how he had the crowd so freaking amped, you know, amped, amped. And all of a sudden he said the whole place went nuts. It was great. So yeah, now, I mean, he's just, like you say, he's the goat, the guy reinvented himself time and time again. And he's just, I think who knows, maybe he can do it for another 30 years, you know, but it's just, you know, guy's just awesome. Listen, if Ric Flair can do it for, what, five decades, why can't Jericho yeah. do it for six? Exactly. Um, no, I love that. I love that, Tom. I mean, a little bit of the bubbly is one of the coolest yeah. things. And um, I got my bottle of bubbly. So we will crack that open, boys, on the 100th episode. I'll, we'll, we'll do a little celebration. So stick with us with that. Uh, Joey, same question to you. 
I know there's millions, yeah. millions of moments, yeah. but just give me one that comes to mind that just makes you realize, damn, he is the best. Yeah. So, I mean, the, obviously the debut in WWE was fantastic. I think yes. it was like yeah. for that time period, um, especially at my, at our age, not knowing like the dirt sheets and all that stuff, even though they kind of existed, like the internet was coming to fruition at that time, like nothing was really that big. So no, I didn't know he was coming, which was pretty cool. Yeah. But I think, yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. I think that night he won the championship against triple H, but then got taken away from him. It was like my favorite Jericho moment. I remember being a huge Jericho fan. Um, and at that time, our friend Justin Eric's uh, was a big triple H fan. And we both loved wrestling at the time. I think it was in middle school. And I remember like calling him and telling him what happened or maybe talking to him the next, I forget what happened. Or I forget the communication was there and he was like super upset. I'm super happy, <laughs> but then triple H got the belt back and that changed. But I thought like that moment, I've never like, I was watching, I remember it was like watching it, like staying up late before school the next day and seeing him win. And I was like super amped. It was like a world series win and for your baseball team. And I don't know. It was really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, oh, so that's... Like you said, there's so many. His, there's like, so many, the but just one. Yeah. Was, yeah, the rivalry with him and Stephanie was like fantastic. Today. Yeah. Oh, it was. I mean, one of my favorite moments, and I, I, I can picture it today, was when he was reading off. I, I keep me honest, guys. I want to say it was on a pay-per-view, but he was reading off because he's the because Dean Malenko was the man of a thousand holds, right? Mm-hmm. So Chris Jericho was the man of one thousand and one holds. I'm pretty sure that's thousand and four. Okay, yeah. thank yeah. you guys. Yeah. And he would literally just he had the list. And really funny, Tom, right? The pre-version of the list, the old yeah, scribe. Yeah, yeah. He had the list, and he was reading off, and he would read off, like, you know. You remember the first one? Some, you remember arm the first bar. one was? Arm, arm bar. bar. Yeah. So he would read arm bar, go yep. to something else, arm bar, yep. something else, something, arm bar. And I just yeah. literally, I lost it. I'm like, yeah. that is just, he has so much charisma, and it just, oh, my God. That was I one of my favorite moments of him, because I just thought it, it just, he didn't, he wasn't wrestling. He wasn't. He was literally just being himself, and it mm-hmm. just—it's the reason why we love him today because he's always been true to himself and all that he's done. Joey. So I, my bad. I just, so I wanna, I, there's so much you can talk about Jericho. We can absolutely have, have a whole episode on him, but what he did with that list—I think it was actually on a Nitro. But oh, it was a Nitro. Okay, so I, it's he, been a they, long he time. Was reading off a list, they went back to went to a commercial, came back, and you're still reading the list, which is yeah. fantastic. Yeah. He also did something similar to that in WWE with the list with the, the new list and clicking the pen, he was waiting in the ring. I forget the exact moment, but he was like waiting in the ring. And I think he's, he was talking to somebody. I forget what exactly what it was. Basically he's like, just say he was like talking to Tom. He's like, Tom. And they went to commercial and they came back. He's like, you just made the list. And they like clicked yeah. the pen or something. I forget. It was like something similar to that. But like, oh, it's so good. Like, it was definitely his idea to do that. And like we said, super, he invent, reinvented himself so many times and still relevant to the current product and he has so much respect from the wrestlers. He is a bitter guy sometimes and he ha- speaks a lot and he says some stupid things, but past all that, the guy is legitimately one of the greatest of all time. It's insane. Yeah. Well said, Joey. He absolutely gets it right. I think it's very easy to say it. He absolutely gets it. He's one of those wrestlers that has wrestled in three different decades yeah. and the decade hasn't passed him by. Right. We can honestly say that he's adapted with each decade going forward, and I have no doubt that he will do the same in the next decade that he's in. Yeah, um, Chris Jericho. But let's get to AEW because we can have a love fest at Jericho for 30, 40 hours on hours. That's how much we love him. Um, Tom, the FTW championship was defended, and it, this is a title that's not been recognized by any company, as it shouldn't be, um, <laughs> as it's never been recognized. Um, but Will Hobbs took on Brian Cage, um, two big guys that are very athletic. Um, I thought for what they do and what they were trying to do in the match, I thought it was actually a pretty decent match, to be very honest. I got to give him a lot of credit. I think Will Hobbs is going to be an up-and-comer over there. Um, we've seen Brian Cage. We know he's athletic. I mean, standing standing backflips. I mean, the guy, mm-hmm. what he does, he is a freak of nature. Yeah. Um, you know, Brian Cage does get the win. Taz comes in and pretty much says, hey, you either join us or we're going to kick your ass. Um, How do you feel about the match? Did you like what they did? Do you think Will Hobbs would actually really join Team Taz? Um, I guess tell me how you're feeling about that. I mean, like you said, the match was, you know, expect, you know, it was good for what it was. You know, like you said, we know what Cage is and everything, and Hobbs is the up-and-comer. Up but, you know, you know, decent match overall. 
and you know maybe he will join them. I mean, every pretty maybe like Taz has like a little stable of his. I mean, you know, I like to see that. You know, him as the mouthpiece, and he has like these guys. You know, like maybe they call him Team FT. You know, whatever the hell it is. You know, type of thing. Yeah, Team FTW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so, uh, yeah. But no, so I mean, who knows? But like, I mean, for, like we said, for what it was, the match was good, and we'll see where it happens from here. But like, put Taz on the mic, and with those guys, I think it'd be pretty cool. So yeah. Pretty good. I think I think guys like Ricky Stark and and, um, and Brian Cage do need a mic piece, right? I think yeah. they're both really talented in the ring, but I think Taz kind of brings it all together. So I think that they can kind of see Will Hobbs in that light as well, where very good talent, but he may not be the full package yet. But yeah. get a little rub from Taz, he probably could be. Um, Joey, the Hybrid Two, also known as well, at least what they look like to me, the very early Hardy Boys. Um, yeah. Takes on FTR in in a, in a brush with greatness match. Now I know Joe, you've had a couple brushes with greatness. Um, what do you think, man? I mean, two weeks in a row, we have F- we have FTR take on SCU in a fantastic tag match. We now have FTR take on take on uh, Hybrid Two, and what I thought was a pretty good match. There was a really bad botch yeah. off the top rope in one moment, but nonetheless, they are really. And I know AEW is known for their tag wrestling, but I mean, you got to give FTR some credit. They are putting on 20-minute matches with tag teams. Now this is two weeks in a row. Um, they do get the win. Obviously, we don't think they were going to actually drop the titles. Next week, they're setting up a, a, um, a match with Best Friends, which I'm sure there'll be another great match. Yeah. Do you like what FTR is doing right now? Are you behind this really strong push of tag team wrestling, legitimate tag team wrestling? Yeah, I can't complain at all. I think they're showcasing what they could do at the highest ability against every tag team in AEW. So I think... You can't – I wouldn't be able to ask for more from FDR. Um, I wish they – I know it's their hand-choosing the opponents, so, like, that could avoid the reason of, like, rankings because, like, you come out and you see hybrid two is, like, four and five. It's like, why are they getting a title shot if there's rankings? But <clears throat> you can talk about that every week and complain, whatever. Um, but the match was fantastic. I thought for what it's worth and the – I think, like, every time – uh, hybrid two is out there. I get kind of worried with Jack Evans. I feel like he's he takes so many risks, and like I just get worried. What was the spot that you were talking about that was a bad botch? Maybe I'm- so it was almost like a almost like a whisper in the wind with like a leg drop finish. I thought it was, okay. and he pretty much kicked um, Dax in the face. If I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, oh. not like intentionally. He was just like almost have like a almost like almost supposed to be like a leg drop at the end, but he, he didn't land the leg drop. Um, he like his foot hit him. I got they played it off well. He went back on the top rope, and, and they kept going. So they, they did – you know, listen, botches are meant to ha- – they're going to happen, man, right? You can't have yeah. perfect matches yeah. every time. But they, they kept up. They got up and kept going. But I think the whole – what they did really well was they put on a leg- another good wrestling match with another tag team that – that it sounds really funny – got a good rub, a good brush with a good tag team. That's, mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that's the idea. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yeah, I mean, FTR is killing it right now. And we say it every week. It's eventually gonna happen with the with the Bucks, and that'll be mm-hmm. that'll be the day. So, wait, just waiting for that, man. And they're gonna and while we lead up to that, we're gonna get great tag team matches. Like like I said in the beginning, can't complain with what they're doing. No, you can't. I think FTR's being booked couldn't be booked any better. Yep. Heel tag teams, good wrestling matches, sneaking away wins at the end. Yep. We will get the payoff with the Young Bucks. They just gotta stop being brats and stop super kicking everybody. Yeah, <laughs> you think? I don't know if I get that. I don't like it. I think it's it 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 honestly seemed like a little childish, and it seems like a little shitty now. Like, like I, I, it was cool when they when they super kicked Marvez, but then they then they super yeah. kicked Shivani. Now a camera guy. What are they gonna do? They're gonna super kick. They're gonna super kick. Um, they did a ref uh, too, didn't they? A ref. They're gonna. Yeah. You know, I was gonna say who's the who's the little guy from J- Jungle Express? Marco Stunt. Marco. They'll yeah. probably super kick him for being short. They might super yeah. kick Noodles. He might miss the show next Khan? week. Is Tony Khan ever gonna get this? No, you can't super kick him. He's the boss. That'd be that'd be pretty cool though. <laughs> but it could be. But um, you know, we'll see. Um, I mean, we got to talk about the dog collar match, right? This was gonna be for both of you guys because I know Joey. You know, I, I know that you're a big fan of uh, Mr. Brody Lee, so I can't just give this one to Tom. But um, boys, dog collar match. To be honest, I've never seen one. But yeah. we kind of speculated what it would be without seeing one. It was almost a very similar to a strap match with dog collars on. Yeah. Exactly what it was. Um, hard hitting. Blood, big spots. Both guys, I think, look really good. Cody wins back the title. He was gone for less than two months. Were you okay with Brody dropping the title 
in less than two months. Did you think that even though Cody went away to do his show for a couple of weeks that he needed to drop the title? You know, was this, you know, I, I sometimes I don't like transitional title runs. I think Brody Lee could be a good talent for them. Um, so that was kind of tough for me. But I guess, Joey, talk me through, I guess, how you took this match, the storytelling. You know, how do you feel about it? Well, yeah, the match was great. Uh, like you said, first, I mean, I've seen like clips of uh, Piper versus Valentine, which shout out to Greg Valentine, he was in the crowd for. Um, also, That's shout cool. out to Wardlow as well. Um, but yeah, the match was great. I, th- I got a little like, I got worried at points because the chain was like getting caught up on certain, on like legs and stuff. I thought mm-hmm. something like bad was going to happen, but they, they took care of themselves. They were fine. They're professionals. Um, I think this could have waited. I didn't know. I didn't think you had to jump right into the Doyle collar match. I th- maybe you could have like had them Cody come back and have them beef for like a couple weeks <clears throat> and then Brody drop it eventually. But like you said, he just came back after being away for five weeks and he gets the title back already. Um, he's due a title shot. Obviously he lost. He's, he, it's fair to get a title shot a rematch, but I think that quick for Brody wasn't uh, what I pictured as a solid run. I don't think he gets hurt by it. Like his, his um his credibility i guarantee noodles would 100 percent disagree with that statement oh of course he would yes um i think that's why we have him on the show yeah of course uh not everyone could have the same opinion but i just don't think he's hurt by it but i just wish they would have kept it on a little longer i thought his run was fantastic and uh i'm excited that cody gets it back i is he going to do the same thing he was doing before he left with the letting all these people all the indie wrestlers go forward. That was pretty fun to watch. I don't know. I'm, I'm excited to see though. I, I mean, Brody's Brody will bounce back. I have faith. Yeah. Tom, talk me through what has your mindset around the whole situation with, um, I guess the TNT title, Brody Lee, Cody back and going forward. I mean, the, ma- I mean, the match was very cool. Like we said, we never seen one and it was very cool to see. And of course, you know, Cody had a blade, you know, that's what he does. That seems to be his thing, but, uh, He's but that was very cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was very cool, like some of the spots they did, but I don't know if then him dropping it, Brody dropping it to him so quickly. I mean, we, they could have maybe saved this for a pay-per-view and everything, you know, maybe a couple of weeks of them going back and forth, you know, type of thing. Like, I wish Brody would have had like a kind of run like how Rusev had back in the day when he had the, uh, the U.S. title, you know, he was like the undefeated monster type of thing. I thought that's where they could have gone with him, and then it took John Cena to beat him. I thought maybe they could have done that with Cody. Yeah. But, yeah, just wasn't – wasn't a fan of him dropping it that quick, but who knows? See what you know. We'll see what happens going forward. But overall, match was cool and very cool seeing Greg the Hammer Valentine again. I always loved that guy, man. I thought he was one of the best heels from back in the day. So very cool. Oh well, well, good point, Tom. And I agree. I mean, it was really nice to kind of see him in there because he was he was a part of a dual collar match, right? I mean, that was the whole point. That's what they were saying, yeah. Um, which is great. And again, like I said, I've never seen one before. I know they've had them before. I've never personally seen one. And like you said, you guys, we'd never, I mean, during our live lifetime, we can of course go back and watch any match that was recorded, yeah. but um, you know, definitely very interesting. You know, it's tough because I feel like Cody came back. They had a big brawl next week, the match titles dropped feuds over. You know what yeah, I mean? For, yeah, yeah. Orange Cassidy gets the title shot next week. So yeah. oh, it's yeah, over. Yeah, Why not? I don't know. Give us like another. They're pretty decent with letting with slow burns. This would have been a perfect opportunity for a slow yeah. burn because you have yeah. two of your top talents that you now have ended your feud. It's done. Right. Yeah. They could revisit it again, but it just now that he's going to fight against Orange Cassidy. I mean, I don't know. And now you get the next week, you get arguably two of your top baby faces against each other. Where's and the, Orange Cassidy technically had a sense? had a title shot what two weeks ago. Where's the booking sense in that though? I know that one's a little bit strange. Unless, gonna, unless Cody's going to turn, but you heard that I mean, fucking, he, he, you heard that speech afterwards. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got, unless that was like all yeah. fucking fake, which you never know. Could be. Um, I, but boys, I, like, I, I, I respect Cody so much. I don't want to like I and I trust that they're not going to fuck up like this. Like it's we're so we're so used to WWE booking that it's like we're like. It's like PTSD almost. Like we don't yeah, yeah. prepare yeah. for the worst, hope for the best kind of thing. Yeah, but like yeah. you know, basically, I, mean, I don't know. I get it, man. I get it. It's it's hard not to see the bookings be similar in both ways, where they're kind of you know a little lazy storytelling. They have they do this FTR thing, which is money. Yeah. The TNT title stuff leading up into I think this past week has been pretty much money. I mean, it's done everything they've wanted it to do. Moxley has been a rock star yeah. to be honest. So they've done a lot of good stuff. Um, but 
I feel like if we started on Jericho appreciation, we have to end with Jericho appreciation. So now let's be really honest. The main event wasn't a, the best wrestling match, but you know, Luther, <laughs> Luther, you know, he's, uh, yeah. uh, you know, I they could have probably picked a better opponent for him, but I guess, Hey, listen, you know what? They have a little history together. So it allows them to kind of tie back, um, you know, something that kind of started years back when similar paths up the road, the whole spiel. Yeah. But um, putting the wrestling match aside, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager get the win. After the match, MJF comes out and brings a gift. And it's a gift that I would have appreciated. I'm sure you guys would appreciate it. I actually think Nick has actually a 20 by 20 blown up on his wall of, of what the gift was. And it was a poster of MJF. Now, Jericho hates clowns. But Jericho hits the clown with the Judas effect. He then takes the picture, slams it over his head. They tease a little confrontation between MJF and Jericho that Jericho wasn't happy about the gift and he hates clowns. And MJF felt that he wasn't happy that he didn't like the present. But then they laughed it off and pretty much said that next week, you know, he wants Jericho there for a huge announcement. Is he going to tease joining the inner circle? I guess we'll have to see and tune in. Um, but before I get to you guys, what I did like is that the, the, the locker room came out. Wardlow looked fantastic. Shout out to Wardlow again. Um, Locker room came out, celebrated with Jericho, and as like an old TV sitcom kind of thing, yeah. they mm-hmm. ran the credits. Yeah, director great. Jericho, catering Jericho, producer Jericho, fourth cameraman Jericho, and it went down the whole thing. It was a really well done, very thought out. You have to have figure Jericho had his input on that. But um, oh, absolutely, yeah. Did you hear, did you hear uh, um, Tom's boy? What's his name? Excalibur. He's like. The German is like, wait, Jericho does videography, and German is like, hey, it's ambidextrous. <laughs> it was just like so fucking. Corny. It was funny though. I loved it. it was like, I know it's it's funny, but um, boys, I mean, like I said, put the wrestling match aside because that was not good. Um, yeah, Tom, t- take a t- uh, You know, tell me how you felt about the uh, the finish to uh, that the homage to Jericho, MJFTs, and and all that fun stuff. Yeah, no, I mean, they're really they're really this is definitely the definition of a tease. I mean, like one second, you know, he's like, look, he's, he wants to destroy him. And the next second they're laughing at each other. So, I mean, is this going to happen down the line? Who knows? I mean, it'd be very cool to see, but I mean, if it does happen, those two are going to be gold. Just imagine them on the mic, the promos against each other is going to be awesome and everything. Can't wait to see that. And I mean, I think they will give it to us. I don't know when, I mean, maybe they're going to wait till it can have a crowd back, like an actual crowd type of thing. But now it'd be very cool to see that. Well, you know what they are doing, Tom, and I'm sure you guys know because I think you shared it with us, is that they're actually allowing Florida to have capacity – well, not capacity, to have crowds. They may not go full capacity, meaning the organizations, yeah. but they are allowing crowds. And every week on AEW, they are promoting you know, um, tickets to be sold yeah. to fans. So you might see some stands filled up a little bit more and more each week. Uh, actually Joey. Like season passes. Like, yeah, like a five-week season pass. That's pretty cool. So, Joey, take me through your uh, – your finish of AEW. Well, the Judas effect was definitely the best one. I've ever oh seen. yeah, he he hit that like a freaking champ. He had to have hurt the clown. <laughs> he had to have. Um, can we can we do a little thing for our Twitter and put like make a gif of putting Nick's head on the clown and getting a nice little Judas effect? What do you think about that? Tom may have to be in control of that. I'm not. I've never fucked with the editing gif before. But you want to try to work that? I can try. I'll try. Yeah, I can try. All right, let's see what we can do. Do this for me, Tom. All right, my early Christmas <laughs> present from you to me. If you can do that for me. I'd be a very happy guy. But, Joey. I'll try. No promises. I'll try. <laughs> all right. That's all I can ever ask. Uh, take me through the finish of uh, AEW. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was fantastic. It was fucking hilarious. I think, uh, I mean, obviously, like you said, the match was subpar. But, uh, I mean, it was like more like for Jericho than anything. It wasn't. They haven't wrestled in 30 years, whatever the fuck they said. Um, but it was good. I mean, the it's they had all the heels come out. Like you said, they ran the, the credits and it was all Jericho's name. It's just like, it's stuff that. AEW can do that WWE won't do. It's like little things like that that'll pop us as fans that WWE won't fuck around with anymore. And that's kind of why like they're gonna get these this respect and this this type of uh um these ratings maybe better than WWE sometimes because they do things that like appeal to the demographic. He is the demo god, he's the million dollar yeah. million viewer man. Like this is why. So I mean, I thought it was it was great. It, was, it wasn't like anything crazy. It was simple. It brought all the heels out. I had the credits roll. And just like little things like that that kind of make some wrestling fans or most of them 
at our age fun like happy so I, I thought it was fantastic i loved it yeah me too um it was a lot of fun yeah. let's get into nxt because i know we have some stuff to get to and i want to make sure we keep good on timing sure. um nxt ember moon is back right she was the one behind the i guess the teasing all along she was the mysterious rider mm-hmm. now i think one of you called it if i'm not mistaken um joseph oh, yeah so well done shout out to you well done. Um, I, I mean, you were, you were absolutely right. There's nothing more I can say. You were right. And that was it. But she was the mystery rider. And, you know, I think for Ember, she kind of got lost on the main roster. I think she did. I think her gimmick was went really well in NXT. I thought she was doing fantastic things down there, but they want to bring her up. They want to see what she can do on the main roster, whether it's bad booking, whether it's her injuries, whatever the case is, we'll let bygones be bygones, but she's back in NXT. Yep. Um, Tony Storm is back in NXT. Mm. In this, is like almost like a, a little infusion of some women's talent. Io Shirai was at the top; she's doing her thing. We don't know who is next or who could be next. You know, Shanti, Candice, maybe Rhea again. Now we have Ember and Tony Storm back. Do you both? And it's going to be both you guys like the nice infusion of both of them back at the same time. Um, dream match scenario: Ember, Io, Tony, Io again. From evolution run that back one more time um tom i guess how do you feel with ember being back tony storm the potential of, of future feuds is it the did we need this infusion did we not have enough women stars down there or just could be a perfect storm we'll say <laughs> i mean i would say we needed i mean we definitely did have a lot of women down there that all talented by the way but no it's very good to see you know ember moon back like you said she did get lost up on the main roster. It's like, unfortunately, that's what happens. Seems like most of the time with NXT people. But no, it's good to have her back. And Tony Storm, I mean, that's awesome to see her back. But like I said, I don't think we they needed it. But it's, I mean, always good to have, you know, it's always good to have, you know, uh, wrestlers of that caliber back. So, you know, I'm just curious to see where they're going to go. Like, where's Amber going? I mean, is she going to go right after EO? Is Tony going to go after EO type of thing? So, no, I'm excited to see where it's going to go. So, yeah. Me too. I'm a big fan of both of them. Um, I thought what Ember did in NXT was great. Um, she's been out for a while. She's been hurt. So obviously she's going to have a little ring rust, but you know, she's a talented girl and I'm excited to see her back. You know, who doesn't love some Tony time? I mean, yeah. listen, when I look at my watch, it always tells me it's Tony time. So I think it's time. Uh, Joey girls are back in fusion. Do we need it? We'll take it. Yeah, what do I mean, you do? What are you I'll thinking? De- I'll definitely take it. Uh, we, I can't say enough how fucking great the women's division down there is in NXT. Definitely the best in the world. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to argue any company. Um, I thought it was funny, just a side note. Ember had tweeted out, because everyone, a lot of people had thought it was either Bo Dallas or Bobby Roode that was going to come yeah. down there. And she had tweeted out uh, two separate tweets about coming back. She's like, all you got to do is Bo leave in one of them. And then the other one said it was a glorious return or something like that. Like she just made comments how she obviously was aware that people didn't think it was going to be her. Um, yeah. I think it's, you can't have, you can't have too much. And don't forget, we didn't bring it up before, but apparently Mercedes Martinez isn't in retribution. They're bringing her back down to NXT. So that's another one that you're going to throw in there. So, I mean, I think in due time, we're going to get a couple of those girls up to the main roster, uh, maybe like Aria or, uh, I don't know. Maybe Ember comes up quicker than sooner than later, but uh, I think <clears throat> I think Ember was a good call, or maybe even Tony to replace uh, Tegan Knox from being out. So I think that's mm-hmm. definitely one of the reasons why they had plans for her to be involved in the title picture. I would assume at some point. So I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm super excited. I mean, we get the top notch caliber of the men down there, and then we get this women, the women's division too. So just you can't really. I mean, no complaints here. No complaints over here, right? Yeah, not at all. Um, Tom, to kind of steal one out of your, um, you know, one of your repertoires, um, I'm afraid we got some bad news. Um, Rich Holland was going to get a monster push, right? He's the one. He attacked Adam Cole at NXT, left him lying, right? Put him on the injured list. Comes in, takes on Danny Birch in a hard-hitting contest, beats him. Proceeds to beat him after the match. Only Lorcan comes in to try to protect him. He beats his ass, right? So only Lorcan, being a crazy guy, jumps over the top rope the first time to, you know, to jump on Ridge because he's just an unstoppable monster. 
okay, we're fine. Does it a second time. Ridge catches him, blows out his knee pretty much. I don't know the actual prognosis of what took place. So add us on Twitter with three Z's, um, Russell Buzz on Twitter, three Z's. But Tom, he was going to get a push. Mm-hmm. He's now going to be out for a while. This is some bad news. Yeah, very bad news. I mean, it seems like everyone who tries to go after that NXT title who's a heel. I mean, look at Karrion Cross blows out his shoulder. I mean, O'Reilly, even though he's not, I don't know if he's technically a heel. I mean, didn't he get he got screwed up in that Baylor match, right? I think yeah. they said. So I mean, it seems like every guy the last couple couple months going after the belt it gets hurt. So I mean, hopefully it's not a, not something that keeps continuing. But yeah, now that was not like you said, he was in for a monster push and it just sucks. It really does. I would have taken him and Adam Cole storyline. That would have been oh, great. Yeah. Yep. You know, it would have gave Cole something to do um, because, you know, obviously it's hard not to think of Cole with a championship because he was the champion for over 400 days. So now to kind of give him more feuds like the McAfee feud and so on, it would have been great. But uh, Joey. Yeah. So just an update on the injury. Uh, Ryan Sant had tweeted out the other day. Um, ankle dislocation and fracture, right knee, patellar dislocation and patellar oh, rupture. So nine plus months. Ankle- yeah, he's out for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nine to 12 months. Yeah. I didn't know if you're going to go around with this, but I just want to hit it on quick. I sure. read somewhere that it, the other, it was said, or they, people believe that he, um, Ridge was hired to do, take out Cole. And a lot of people thought it was like McAfee getting back. In. That would have been really cool. Would've that would have really been cool. really, really cool. Yeah. Like, damn. What, what's re, what reason did Ridge have to, to attack him besides get being a hired hit? Yeah. I love that. I love that. Oh man, damn! So I think it's technically they could still do it because he's still fucked up. Cole, it's just uh, they may have went on a few weeks with like building to it, so right. it could still happen. But it would have been a better path. And honestly, like, it sucks that at the expense of Ridge getting hurt because like I know, he's like a fucking, I know. Like a, he's like uh, I like his entrance music too. By the way, yeah, he's like yeah. he's like old school, I, like Sheamus and like yes, yeah. I don't know. He's legit. Yeah. Definitely. I know. Oh, God. Get him out of here. But uh, Oni Lorcan, relax. All right. Relax with this jumping over the top rope. Do you understand? Like, you are 200 plus pounds going full force at people. Relax. All right. Trying to be a high flyer over there. You're getting people injured. Get your ass back to catering. Um, (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm pissed about that because, you know, he fucking, he did it twice, man. You made it. You got your point the first time. You're not a high flyer. Stop it. Hurting people. Ridiculous. That's why you'll never be a champion. Um, Joey, Austin Theory takes on new signee Leon Ruff for, you know, a little little enhancement match, right? Put Austin Theory over. But what we did get is a returning Dexter Loomis. Um, I know that we were very high behind Dexter Loomis leading into that um, that NXT North American um, title tournament that they were kind of running. Um, Loomis is back. Takes on Austin Theory. Now, really quick before we get to Loomis, you know, keep in mind, um, Austin Theory's been getting beat week in and week out. Yeah. Gets a nice win over Leon Ruff. Now, you know, was it a really credible win? I guess, you know, you can argue that, yeah. but I don't think so. <laughs> but um, loses to Loomis. So Austin Theory's troubles continue. Um, Loomis gets the win. And your boy, Cameron Grimes, comes on out. Let's it be known. You're a freak. And when he speaks to you or whenever he asks you a question, you better answer. So we have Dexter Loomis back. We have Cameron Grimes possibly setting up a feud. Do you like where that's going, Joey? What do you think about that? Um, first of all, welcome back, Dexter Loomis. But too, sorry about your damn luck, boy. <laughs> Cameron Grimes is going to ruin that. I already texted Tom. We got a rivalry between our boys right now, and I ain't talking to him until it's over. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, that fucking that devil stomp, whatever he calls it, the uh, K, what is the uh, chest caving or chest something? Cave or something yeah. like that, that came out of fucking nowhere, dude. Yeah. It, I it was wild. I love it. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's perfect. I love. They're both great workers. It's going to be a great feud. Uh, Cameron Grimes is top notch. Suck it, Dexter Loomis. <laughs> Tom, oh. and Tom, in, suck in, it, Tom. In, in in debate fashion, being the moderator, Tom, I'll give you 15 seconds to respond. <laughs> Tom, you got a fly in your head. Get out of here. <laughs> no, I mean, no, it, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a fun feud. I mean, you got you know, uh, Kevin Grimes who doesn't shut the hell up, and you got Dexter who just you know sits there and just talks with his eyes and everything, which you know it's gonna be a lot of fun. But no, that's gonna be a fun match. Yeah, yeah. yeah Dexter Loomis needs to 
quiet down a little bit. He says way too many words. Yeah. So, boys, I always love I always love Wednesday nights, and I always appreciate uh you know all the input from you guys. So, Joey, back to you. Yes, uh, Friday night SmackDown. Let's hit this quick here. I mean, it's it's a lot to talk about, but we'll get through it. Uh, I, you can argue definitely a pay per view caliber show. Uh, with the start of the draft, night one of the draft, and a lot of other things that fucking happen. Um, I just want to go through quick. Who got drafted to what as of last night? And I'll do it fast. I have a picture here. Uh, SmackDown. I'm not gonna. Sh- I'm not sure of the order here, but they took Roman Reigns. Uh, Seth Rollins is now on SmackDown, which is pretty fucking cool. Sasha Friday Night Messiah. Yeah, Friday Night. <laughs> but I don't even know why you call him anymore. Um, <laughs> Sasha Banks is sticking around. Bianca Belair is drafted SmackDown. Very cool. Like that. I like that. Yeah. Really quick. I always thought she should have lined up with the Hurt Business. I think that she would have been. Awesome with the hurt business. Only, she oh would have been yeah, so good. Yeah, yeah. I only do that if they were on separate shows as Street Profits, though, because it's a known thing. You fuck her. like they've they showed Bianca and Montez on TV before. Oh no, sure, but I'm just saying I would love yeah, to have seen her dude, be like. Makes so much sense. It would have yeah. been so perfect. It was right there on the wall. She had nothing to do. Put her in the hurt yeah. business. Yeah. Oh, I have some for that though. Uh, Jay Uso sticks around on SmackDown. The Mysterios both go to SmackDown, so it looks like that feud is not going anywhere with Seth Rollins. Um, I hope Murphy goes there, too. Otis getting drafted by himself on, on SmackDown. We'll get to a little thing later. And, uh, boys, New Day separated. Big E's going to SmackDown, and we'll get into Kofi and uh, X. or well, I'm sorry, Woods going to uh, Raw. Um, Raw also took Drew McIntyre, Asuka, The Hurt Business, AJ Styles, which I was kind of pissed about. I kind of wanted to see AJ and Seth. I did call it, didn't I? I did say he was going yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> I know, but it's just, it's so bad. It's so bad. It is. Um, Naomi, so possibility for a woman in the her business. Keep an eye out for that. I hope. Um, the te- she should be angry. The women's tech team champions against Shayna and Nia Jax. Ricochet sticking around on Raw. Mandy Rose is there already. Dana Brooks there already. Uh, Angel Garza. And then, like we said, the New Day and Miz and Morrison went to Raw. Uh, a couple other ones after that. So I think Tucker officially got drafted to Raw after the fact. Yeah. So heavy mm-hmm. machinery is now split up. And there was a couple other people that don't have written down that got drafted afterwards, but nothing too significant. Um, Jersey, your thoughts on the Biggie Sheamus match? Uh, I was a big fan of that. What, what were your thoughts? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. You know, as a fan, like you, when you hear false count anywhere, right? I'm a fan. I want to see them go into the back. I want to see them go through catering. I want to see them in the parking lot. I want to see it all over the place. It's called false count anywhere for a reason. And that's exactly what this match gave. It was hard hitting. It was everything you want in a match. It opened the show. It set the tone. Um, I'm not going to put a star rating on it, but I will give a letter rating. I absolutely give that a A. That was a fantastic match. I loved it. Um, Biggie is is on the way for a push. I think I think this, that's why they wanted to keep him separate from Woods and 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 Kofi. He's going to be a guy who's going to get a push, and I think he should. I think it's time. The guy is too talented. I think it's been what five years for New Day. Um, you didn't break them up. They can always get the band back together. But I think for the immediate future, you know, I'm on the five count bandwagon. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. It was gutting though, seeing their reaction when. Uh, yeah, it sucks. We'll get to it, but uh, after they, Tom, I was gonna actually bring it up to you. Kofi, Kofi, and uh, Woods went up against Shinsuke and uh, Cesaro for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. They won. Congrats yes. to them. Yeah. Immediately after, get drafted to Raw with the SmackDown <laughs> Tag Team Championships. I don't know how that's gonna work out, but uh, <laughs> and immediately after that, Biggie gets drafted to SmackDown. So, just thoughts on. Uh, New Day or Kofi and uh, Woods winning the tag team championships, and now they're moving to Raw and splitting up with Biggie. I mean, when this whole draft started, weren't they considered a team? And I thought all teams went together, but you know, typical, you know, WWE booking doesn't make sense sometimes, but you know, it is what it is. But, um, no, I mean, was it they're nine time champions the New Day? I mean, which you know, remember when they first came out, we're like, what the hell are these guys? They look like freaking idiots, and they'll. They changed, they turned heel, and now everyone loves them. So, you know, good for them. They'll give them a little run with it again. But, I mean, I just, I don't know. Like you said, when they got, when they all got drafted, it looked like, it looked like it was real. It wasn't like it was type of, you know, it wasn't like staged or anything, though. So, yeah. I mean, hopefully down the line they'll, they'll get back together, but we'll see what happens. You wonder if there's actual, like, 
unknowns of them where they're going like people they've yeah. said it before that they there, some people aren't aware that they're actually getting drafted to certain shows and then uh i don't know i think why wouldn't raw take all three of them i just don't know yeah it's just it's just odd but yeah. now really quick i don't mean to i don't mean to yeah. derail your segment joey but the tag titles having two on two shows i don't think it, it's tough you know you don't always get the best storylines because of you know you're taking two guys and put either putting them together or you're taking a team with i do you think that they maybe combine the titles at this point i was just gonna do i swear to god i was just thinking yeah. that and like why not treat it like the women's tag titles they can go to both yep. shows so then new day can go back to fucking smackdown and be with thee and then fucking yeah. hang out like possibly because i just think like at the, it comes down to a point where you're running two matches and i just think like two separate title matches on both shows and i feel like they're always going to prioritize one team versus the other. Um, well, the profits could technically get drafted to SmackDown. They could. I hope. But I, hope I just they, hope they unify. I think. Yeah, I think a cool. unification of these two yeah. titles would make the most sense, and, and they're all in the Amway Center right now, and it looks like that's that's what they're going to be for a while. A unification could work now and in the future. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're not traveling. I keep forgetting that. What the fuck is wrong with me? I'm an idiot. Uh, so it's not they're actually being separated like the New Day. Like it's not they're traveling for shows. Um, Jersey, just w- when you come to your taping, that's all. It's like yeah. what days they go to taping. Yeah. Jersey, we're gonna stick with you here. Uh, Ooh, I'm excited! Big return last night. Oh come <laughs> on! <laughs> all right, go ahead. Give me a take. Give boy, it to me. Your boy Lars. Oh, he's not my boy. Made a return last night. Uh, <laughs> he's as much my boy as Nikki Noodles is my boy. Let's hear. What are, what are your thoughts on Lars? Dude, I you know what is the what is the obsession with this guy, right? Now, I get it. Big, monster, freak-looking guy. Vince loves his big monsters. He loves big guys. He loves big power moves and big slams. Braun, believable. Um, Keith Lee, believable. When I look at Lars, I didn't see it at NXT. I didn't see it in his extremely short main roster run. And I still don't see it now. I don't get the allure of this guy. He wears oversized shorts. He looks like a weirdo. He doesn't wrestle that well. He's very limited in his move set. He's not a good talker. Was it? Weren't they going with like he was like a genius? Wasn't that his like his thing? Like he was so intelligent when he spoke, but he looked like a, a monster. Yeah. Like really? That's where that's what we're doing. We're going with uh, that. He comes in. He destroys Matt and Jeff, and not the Hardy Boys. <laughs> Jeff Hardy, Matt Riddle. <laughs> Michael Cole, you think we're not slick enough to catch you dropping the Matt and Jeff and not saying their last names? We know what you're doing. Destroys Miz and Morrison to come out looking strong. To me, I am not excited for it. It's it's the return no one wanted. And I will speak for the wrestling community. No one wanted this return. We don't want it. We never wanted it. He should have been featured endeavored. You let all these other guys go and you keep this guy around? Come on. Bad move, bad booking. I blame this one on you, Vince. Where, um, do you think he sticks around SmackDown and goes back to Raw? Or... No, I think he'll be on SmackDown. Yeah. And it's sad because that's the better of the two shows, and now they're going to ruin part of what I enjoy on Friday nights. It sucks. SmackDown's been pretty solid. I, th- I think, I, I don't know. I, I'm not as big as on the hate train for Lars as you are, which I respect your opinion. Clearly. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm not too upset about the the return i like it it was surprising at least a little shock value but i mean it is what it is at this point i know he has his little uh his past there with certain avenues of media hey uh, this is not that kind of show i'm not i'm not bringing it up no (laughs) but uh yeah i don't know we'll see what happens um so yeah smackdown was thoroughly entertaining last night uh we're getting sasha and bailey in hell in a cell it's official uh, mm-hmm. And also Jey Uso versus Roman and I quit matching Hell in the Cell. Um, Tom, I mean, just I know I didn't have it down in the notes, but just a quick, I don't want to end on a, on Lars, but... <laughs> Please don't, dear God. End on anything. End on the weather or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's raining. It's going rain. Uh, but yeah, just uh, I guess more or less the Jay and uh, Roman, I quit matching Hell in the Cell. Yeah, no, I mean, you know, we'll see what happens with that, but it should be fun. I mean, obviously, you know, Roman's going to win again. I mean, I'm, unless they completely swerve us, but I doubt it. But I mean, 
I mean, was that like the big – what was like Roman saying last week? It was going to be like some big to do with it. I, fix, if I forgot exactly what the wording was, but I mean, if it's just an I quit match, then I mean, okay. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to lead into something else, you know, as the weeks go on. But, no, I mean, if it's anything like the match that they had the other uh, class of champions, I mean, it should be, you know, hopefully maybe Jay uh, gets some more, you know, offense in this time. It's not just a brutal beatdown like Roman did to him. So, you know, is, is it going to be in hell in the – is it going to be in the cell? Is it going to be – See, that's what I didn't know. It's yeah, supposed yeah. to be I quit in the cell. Roman okay. It's going to be the first I quit match in hell in the cell. Okay. So, no, that should be – no, that should be – I mean, just think of all the spots, especially with Jimmy uh, – with Jay. I mean, it should be pretty cool. So, it'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, we're getting a, a thorough uh, discussion about hell in a cell in a couple of weeks when we get into our predictions, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Um, before we end the show here, boys, uh, who's your MVP of the week here? Uh, we'll start off with you, Jers. MVP of the week. I'm going to go with the returning Ember Moon. Um, I, I think that she was a good shock on NXT. I think she had a good showing on NXT um, TV. I'm happy that she's back. I wish her, I thought she was, a, you know, she did everything. She, you know, she did her thing, right? She's my MVP this week. Props. Tommy boy. I'm going with Luther. No, I'm kidding. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> no, I'm going with. I didn't uh, say Lars. I heard the L. Yeah, Top. <laughs> No, I'm going with Ali. Just, you know, being the leader of Retribution, the way they pulled that off, very cool. I'll go with Ali. And uh, just got to give props to the Ayatollah of rock and roll, Chris Jericho. Of course. You got of it. Course. Someone's got to yeah. say it, right? Yeah. Um, I figured you'd be the guy. I didn't want to take that from you. Yeah. 30 yeah. years strong, keeping going. Excited <laughs> to see what he's got for the future. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, hell of a week for that guy. little bit of the bubbly, they champion. Thank you for 30 years and hopefully to the next 30. Mm-hmm. That'd, be, that'd be fucking wild. Six decades, baby. Let's do it. <laughs> He'll be yeah, he would do it. He would definitely do it. <laughs> He'll be 80 throwing fucking leg drives. And um, everyone, thank you so much for joining us for episode 25. Uh, like, I, uh, like I said in the beginning, uh, the giveaway is live right now. I'll probably go for about a week or so, and uh, we'll get those uh, results out there. Uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, Stitcher, everywhere. You can get a damn podcast. We are there. Um, anything else here, boys? Am I missing something? Uh, I mean, thank you to everybody. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Everybody. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. If it has been a great run. Absolutely. Twenty-five now, and hey, another twenty-five to go or more. Mm, let's see, twenty-five years of uh, the wrestling drop. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, everyone, stay safe. Take care. Watch pro wrestling.